Hey y'all, happy Monday. Welcome to another episode of Every Mom Needs a Friend. I'm Anna Duffy. I like never say that, but I don't know if many people know my name's Anna Duffy. Do you know that? If you're listening to this podcast and you've never like met me in real life, hi, I'm Anna Duffy. (laughs) I am actually on this Monday coming off of a really fun weekend with a sweet friend of mine, my college roommate. So backstory, I, as y'all know, have moved to Seattle and literally the only thing I could think of that was like happy about Seattle was that I was two and a half hours away from Jamie. Well, I I will say I've never lived closer to Hawaii, so that's cool too. But also Jamie and I live two and a half hours away and it's really fun. We actually, when I lived in Dallas a couple moves ago, she lived in San Antonio. And so we were able to kind of connect in that way. And it was just a sweet time in her life and my life, especially because we both were having our first kid and it was really sweet. She came up and she made such an effort. I remember she had a lot of things going on, but she was like, I got to get up and I got to drive up to Dallas so our girls can hang out. And it was a short but sweet visit. So the fact that we are now a whole three cities later for me and she's now living in the Pacific Northwest, that's where her in-laws are from. And so although she's a Florida girl, she's happy to be in the Pacific Northwest. So I am pre-recording this episode and so happy to get it up and loaded so that it's ready to go up on right now when you're listening to it because I've taken the weekend to just be with a friend. And y'all know, every mom does need a friend obviously but also going off of my last episode I'm really sad and it's really hard and this is the point where it's like okay it's not the honeymoon phase of wow bright lights new city cool house I'm now like okay we're settled all the boxes are unpacked like we're supposed to be living here but just the one thing that oh I can't put my finger on is I don't have all these friends and it's as y'all know, I came from such a like excess of friends in New Hampshire. I had a huge friend group and so many sweet people that I called close to me. And then in between New Hampshire on my way out here, I spent about six weeks in Louisville where like I have my like best friend of my whole life. I have all my hometown besties. Like I have been inundated with sweet friendships over the last six months, but then all of a sudden I get here and it's like whoo, whiplash. Like I have no one and it's really hard to connect with people. And Seattle's a huge city and so it's just I'm having a little bit of difficulty connecting so yeah it's just been a really sweet thing that I get to be two and a half hours away from a girl that we've had so many different experiences together in terms of like college but then also post-college adult life like it's just really sweet a bridesmaid of my wedding bridesmaid her wedding type thing so cheers to that and excited for that but also I have such a unique episode ahead for you. I'm so excited to hear the feedback on this one because A, it's a shorter episode, so I'm trying not to talk too long in the intro and I hopefully won't talk too long in the outro, but it is a different type of podcast episode because it is such, it's just truly, I feel like it's the most authentic Anna. I feel like A, weird things happen to me all the time. Like strange things are attracted to me, but also, I love telling stories in the sense that I remember when I was little, and I believe I brought this up on the podcast at another point, but when I was little and they were talking about spiritual gifts at church, I remember like pulling my mom's arm afterwards and saying, I don't believe I have any of those things. I think the Lord's gift to me was storytelling. And my mom just chuckled. And I just have thought about that over the course of my whole life. And 
I am today just telling a story. That's all I'm doing. It would be like me calling you up and being like, girly, listen to this. I just had the wildest thing happen to me. So here's me talking about it today. I hope you enjoy. Can't wait to hear the feedback on this one, y'all. Do I have a funny story for you today? (laughs) So let me set the scene. Christopher and I living in New Hampshire with Ellie I'm trying to think. I think I was pregnant. No, this is what happened. I was newly postpartum with Kate and Christopher and I had talked about that that was something that after we had Kate, one thing we wanted to do was have some sort of house cleaning help, maybe on a once a month basis or something like that. And so we asked around and we had a friend recommend this house cleaner. And she had used this house cleaner for a couple years, I want to say. And she really didn't give me much information, but just that she felt comfortable to have this house cleaner be at her house when she's not there, which is one of the big things for me because it is so nice. Like y'all, how nice is it when you go on a trip and you have a trusted person that can come in, clean your house. So when you come home, your house is like immaculate. Like, what a gift. I know that I actually personally make Christopher crazy when we are getting ready for a trip because part of the things we have to do before we get ready to go on a trip, of course, pack and all the things, but we have to clean the house. And Christopher is always like, Anna, it's not that big of a deal. But I will tell you, I don't think he's ever complained that he's come home to like a tight bed that when you get in, you're just like, oh, I'm so happy to be home. You know what I mean? So anyway, back to the story. So I was excited that she had used this house cleaner consistently Um, for when she's traveling and uh, when her and her family are traveling. And so I had texted the house cleaner and she let me know that, and I feel like this is pretty common, that initially she is going to come in for like some sort of deep clean and that typically A, takes a little longer and B, is a little more expensive. And in my head, I was thinking, you know, we've lived in this house over two years. We've never gotten it like deep cleaned. I'm sure they did some sort of cleaning before we got in, but it's not like I've ever personally cleaned the house like thoroughly. I'm very much like a maintenance cleaner. Like every day I'm doing a little something or like my kitchen's always clean, but it's not like I'm dusting and all the things. When I see visible dirt, that's when I clean, if that makes sense. And obviously kitchens, there's visible dirt all the time. Like I have kids that throw food out of their high chair. So I'm every night before I go to bed doing that type of maintenance clean. But it was kind of nice to think about, okay, although it's going to be a little more money, it'd be nice to have some sort of like beginning point deep clean. And um, how this lady worked, which again, again, I think it's very typical. She wanted to come over and assess the home And I think maybe she was trying to figure out how many people she wanted to bring with her and if there was anything that her and I needed to talk about and if there was any rooms that were off limits or blah, blah, blah. Plus, I have to think if you're a house cleaner, you probably want to know if you're about to walk into like a hoarder home and it's just like not going to be a good situation for anybody. So she came over and I had definitely texted this, but I believe I also brought it up in person to her that our monthly budget, and just to be straightforward about this, our monthly budget for house cleaning was $150 per month. And so I figured, hey, this is what we had budgeted and high traffic areas are what is most important to me. And so if that means that all she does is she comes in and deep cleans the kitchen and bathrooms, 
I can do the rest of it. I can dust, I can vacuum. I can, I really can do it all. It's all a luxury anyway, but I was interested her thoughts on like what the $150 would stretch to over like a monthly basis. Or I think I actually had like a three week rotation. Regardless, she knew very well that that was my budget. And when she said that the deep cleaning was going to be a little more, I remember actually having the thought, huh, that's weird that she like didn't tell me exactly what the deep cleaning is, but I'm going to be safe. And I thought I was literally being on the safe side. I figured it'd be double. I just thought, okay, it's whatever, however long it was going to take each room or the $150 would stretch. She's literally going to go double as hard. She's going to double down on cleaning on whatever she is doing. If it's dusting a surface, she's really dusting it. If it's cleaning a microwave, she's like taking the plate out of the microwave and cleaning the microwave. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, $300 is a lot of money. And that was going to be something I was okay to swallow. And it was just, it was going to make sense for us. And so she comes on, I want to say a Monday. Christopher's at work. I'm at home with Ellie and Kate and they arrive at, I want to say nine-ish, like 9 a.m. And she has her, so the lady, plus four others. So we're talking about five people. And I was impressed to say the least. I was excited because I thought the amount of work is still the same, but if you have five people, it's going to take significantly less amount of time. So like they're about to like divide and conquer. And this deep clean that I thought was going to take four hours, going to take two hours or less, who knows? And I got to, let's say noon. I'm like thinking about lunch for the girls and like working on putting them down for naps. And I grabbed um, the, the main lady and I said, Hey, if you don't mind to just have you or the girls finish up um, the nursery and Ellie's room so that I can lay the girls down for naps. And she was like, okay. And so I had popped into my bathroom only to see that there was a lady that was scrubbing the walls scrubbing the walls. And she also asked me if I had a screwdriver nearby because she wanted to take down the light fixture. And it was one of those like boob lights and she wanted to clean the inside of the boob light. And I thought that was strange and I just didn't know what to do, but I was, I just said, oh, it's okay. You don't need to do lights like that. Um, but thank you for being so thorough. What else was I going to say in that moment? Like, are you insane? No, like this is not a getting our house ready to sell. We're just cleaning our house. You know, we're living in it. We're going to accumulate more dirt on top of this. Thank you for scrubbing my walls. But so I lay the girls down for naps and y'all, I'm getting them up from naps. So let's call it 3.30 and they're still like working hard. And I'm, you know, it's hard when you're in the house with house cleaners because you just feel like you're in the way. You're only one person and the house wasn't like teeny tiny, but I just felt like, where do I sit where I don't look A, lazy because they're like cleaning around me and B, I just don't know what the next move is because there were so many people in my house and we had Lulu, our dog, and we have all this baby stuff. And believe me, I'm the person that when the house cleaner comes, Christopher makes him insane. I clean up before the house cleaner comes. I'm tidying. I am putting stuff away. I'm doing some pre cleaning because A, my ego, I don't want them to think I'm a slob. And B, I don't want to pay them to pick up my kids' toys. You know what I mean? So I am absolutely shocked about just like the state of my house in the sense that my mantle, which at the time I had a little bit of a cluttered mantle, I have to say, I did a lot of layering, a lot of candelabras, you could say, and they were taking down everything. (laughs) And y'all, I'm not saying they needed to like make it be perfect or like take a picture. 
they simply put it back up on the mantle completely different. There were things that were on the mantle that they just like put into a cabinet because I guess they didn't like my style or they thought that wasn't right or too cluttered or whatever. So I'm like, oh, okay, we're, I'm paying for redecorating as well. Got it. Cool. So the girls are up from nap. We're doing snacks. Again, it feels weird to be like using the kitchen to prepare a snack for my child when they just literally scrub the sink. Like you just feel awful and you just feel strange. You know, I don't know what the word is. Clunky, like you feel in the way, you feel like a stranger in your own house. Long story short, so then it's five o'clock and the main house cleaner lady finds me and she's like, hey, I think we're almost done. And she looks like I just put her through H-E-L-L. And I want to like just give a little picture into my personality. I feel guilty. Like I feel guilty the whole time. Like there's truly a subsect of person that is capable to just go, this is a business situation. You're cleaning my house. I, sh- I'm not, I don't need to feel bad, but I felt Like, I mean, I think anybody would actually feel a little strange. This was 9 a.m. to 5.30, they're finishing up. So what is that? That's seven and a half hours of work-ish, you know what I mean? What? But also, Christopher, I remember talking about this, and he was like, Anna, that's not seven or seven plus hours. It's called seven. It's seven times five. 35 hours of work they did on our house. And, And let me just remind you what I said. I... I'm not a person that's like deep cleaning my house every week. I'm not a clean freak. But I mean, like if someone's about to come to my house, like if I have a out of town guest, that's when I'm like doing all those extra things. You know what I mean? And I remember sitting there with Christopher at the end of the night and going, Christopher, it takes me four hours to clean our house and like change all the sheets, like do laundry, like be organized around it. And I can't believe basically 35 hours of work was done on our house today. And here's what I'll say. Our house in New Hampshire was, I love that house, probably my favorite place I've ever lived. But it did have a lot of dark wood. It was very much like a New England, like cottagey feel in some areas. So like it's hard to make dark wood paneling look like shiny clean. Like if my house was like marble, Kim Kardashian minimal, yes, you'd be like, oh, I could eat off this ground. But at the end of the day, it is a 30, 40 year old house that definitely was a little grimy in some areas, a little dark in some areas. You can't scrub it enough to make it sparkle. But I mean, I definitely felt like the house was clean, but y'all, it wasn't like it was like 35 hours worth of clean. Does that make sense? So then we go to bed and we're both kind of shocked. And again, I'm like, I feel like I robbed these people. Like $300, again, is what I was assuming. What happens when you assume? And I was just feeling sad. I felt sad, truly. I felt like I was doing something wrong. And the next morning, I wake up. I'm feeding Kate. And so I probably, let's call it 6 a.m. And I get a Venmo request. And I, and I should mention that when the main lady left, she said, I'll just Venmo request you. And I said, perfect. Because in my head, I thought she might like have to do some sort of taxes. It might be like 330 Again, this $300 number, I want y'all to know, that is me just doubling what I told her my monthly budget was. So fast forward to this Venmo request. Guess how much it was? Well, I already put it in the title. $840. $840. I see it. I'm looking at it. I'm feeding Kate. I- I did the cliche, like rubbing my eyes, like blinking, holding my phone, like Mimi style, like forward, back, forward, back, trying to zoom in, like 
That doesn't say 840. That doesn't say 840. Description is cleaning. And y'all, I looked at, I don't know how long I stared at it. I I definitely had that feeling of like, I'm going to throw up. And Christopher was coming up from a Peloton workout, sweaty. And I said, Christopher, I don't know what to do. I don't know. And he's like thinking someone died. And I'm like, $840, $840. Buddy, Christopher, eight, four, zero. I mean, I am, I'm a bubbling mess. And, and how do I say this? Christopher, I've heard him be on the other side of a conversation with some people at work. He can be pretty tough. He is capable of, uh, you know, being direct and saying hard things. He was A, speechless and B, furious. Those are the two things I can describe. And I am not going to be the person at the end of like a haircut, I'm going to like dispute the amount that they're charging. Like when you're in a customer service industry, you're working real hard and your time is what the person is paying for. And so basically I'm paying for these people time. So let's do a quick like math calculation. So $840 divided by 35 hours of work would be 20 something dollars an hour. I don't want to say 20 something dollars an hour is wrong. In fact, to be transparent, pay our babysitter here in Seattle $20 an hour. $20 an hour doesn't seem crazy. It's that it was 35 hours of work. Does that make sense? And again, the way I'm getting there is seven hours times five people. Each of those people put in seven hours. You know what I mean? I'm probably belaboring the point. So what? Like, I'm again, it's not too far off. It's just like there was a disconnect and I need to talk to this lady stat. So again, it's 6 a.m. I text her and this is not Anna style, but I just said, hey, need to talk to you about the Venmo request you just sent through. I am absolutely shocked, period. Did not expect it to be that much, period. What can we do about it, period? Y'all, that's not... Not, I don't know if it's not nice, but it's like, I need, I had to do something. I had to say something. And she sends back like, yes, seven hours times five people equals 30. Like we're doing the same math. And I said, right, my mistake that I didn't stop you sooner and question how long it was taking. But for me, I am aghast because the only number we talked about was $150. And we never discussed how much the deep cleaning would be. And I will tell you, again, you already heard my thoughts as you're listening to this podcast, but I told her, again, wrong of me to not just say, okay, double, is it going to be double what my monthly budget is of $150, what we've already discussed? And she said, oh, sorry, that's just how much it costs. And your house needed a lot of work, which I was like very offended by. What? Like it's, like I said, I tidy, I clean, I, I mean- (laughs) So I just said, right, it just feels like we had a huge disconnect. And I made it clear to her, and this might be a little bit of like weeping willow syndrome. I said, hey, I am a new client to you. I can't imagine that no one else has ever questioned this utter discrepancy in my assumption and what you charge But this is something maybe for your business sake, you should educate your new clientele on. I I am shocked. And then next text message that I sent before she even had a chance to respond was, I also am concerned about the $150 budget 
if this is what $840 looks like, I can't believe that $150 is going to be anything that I would feel like actually is making a dent. So I'm not sure. And also I don't know what to do about the 840. And she said, well, how about I drop it to 700? So all of a sudden I'm just like, oh, just $140 just flies out the window. Okay, glad I asked, I guess. But then she said, well, if you maybe could clean your house more thoroughly before we come, then we wouldn't have to spend as much time. And, it, and $150 could stretch a little longer. <laughs> I'm so sorry, wait. <laughs> I was like, I literally like tossed my phone. And y'all, I'm breastfeeding Kate this whole time. I am like, I am just dying. Like I'm literally, this is hilarious. Like it turned into a hysterical, like you're joking me. Like this is a joke. Truman Show, like smile, you're on candy camera. Come on out. Like this is insane. So I will say I immediately fulfilled the $700 Venmo request, deleted the $840 Venmo request. And then I said, all right, I appreciate you coming. Thank you. Please thank the other ladies that cleaned our house. I think how I said it was that if our budget allows for more money for house cleaning, I will circle back with her. Meaning, no, I am not going to pre-clean my whole house to prepare for this house cleaner to come in and clean my how? Anyway, that is my $840 mistake. I will say to just quickly jump to the end that I did end up talking to a friend about it at church and she connected me with her amazing house cleaner that I ended up, I think, paying $140 for every three weeks to come absolutely spotlessly clean my house. And she held my baby and like was the sweetest lady ever. And I loved chit-chatting with her. So I will also say how excited I am that here in Seattle, I've been able to A, find a babysitter, and then that babysitter, she connected me with her cousins who recently just moved here from Bangladesh and were looking for kind of a side hustle. And lo and behold, I am excited that they are our new house cleaners and they're so thorough and so meticulous. And it's been really sweet to have both our babysitter and her cousins around because they're just the sweetest girls ever. So that is my $840 mistake. I'm dying. I'm literally dying as I'm editing this. <laughs> Hopefully this was a fun kind of different type of episode. Uh, just a story. Just a story. But I am just so interested. And because I didn't do it in the intro, here I am in the outro. Here's my big question. So do you consider yourself a confrontational person or like a laid back person or like a person that like maybe in like a bad way is not confrontational? You know what I mean? So it's like, are you either confrontational or not confrontational? And you might not be confrontational because you're truly a laid back person and things roll off your back easier, or you probably should be a confrontational person, but you're non-confrontational because you're scared of it or whatever. I will say that growing up, I was not confrontational and I don't know where I can pinpoint the click, but I have become confrontational and I really don't think I look out for it. So maybe I'm a laid back confrontational person. And I just think we can all picture in our head right now, the person that is confrontational for confrontation's sake. <laughs> but I just think that I have become the person that addresses things quickly. I have learned that with my personality, I have to address it right then or else what I will do, my brain will go too far. I will create this whole narrative. I will, it will, I will think it will just be ankle deep, but I will be up to my neck in this narrative that this and that, and if they wouldn't have just done that, and they're so mad at me, and I'm so mad now, when in reality, if I just would have addressed it right then, which is what I've learned to do, then I'm able to A, not let it fester, and B, I just have learned to figure out what is something that 
I have to address immediately, that I'm not going to be able to let it go, and some things that I really know it isn't that big of a deal to me, and although it might be kind of fake it till you make it, because it might be something that is annoying to me in the moment, I have learned to know what things in time just actually roll off my back. It's really not that big of a deal, and actually, if I just let it go right now, it's not something that will fester. When I also know now there are things that, oop, I gotta address that because it's gonna make me mad forever and it's only gonna get worse and worse and if I don't address it now then probably in a future fight I'm gonna bring it up and it's gonna be that retroactive that Chris gets not happy about that why you know why are you lumping why are you heaping on and so anyway I've just have learned to be confrontational in the moment when it needs to be it's up to me to learn like how I am going to metabolize what is happening in front of me. So I can only control me. And so what am I going to do with it? And I'm saying all this to say, I think I actually am impressed with myself that I immediately just addressed this $840 thing with this house cleaner. I feel like there were some issues along the way and it was like 20% my fault, 80% her fault, but like I should have done something with that 20% and I take that on my shoulders. I should have been more direct up front and I wasn't, so then I had to be direct on the backside. So anyway, that's all my big talk and that's my big question and I have like uh, 15 Instagram polls coming for y'all. I think y'all love it. I've got some funny like feedback about it, but I have loved to post like lots of polls the day after the episode goes up that kind of relates to the episode. So be looking for that. Take the poll because it's something that is fun for you and me to kind of learn about just like society or like the subsect of person that is the every mom needs a friend podcast follower base. <laughs> so anyway, hope y'all have the best Monday. Thanks so much for listening. Look forward to next episode. Give us a follow on Every Mom Needs a Friend on Instagram, and we will chat soon, y'all. Bye!